the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome. Welcome to Locked On Cardinals. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock. Boy, do we have a show uh, for you today. Uh, namely because, Bo, I wanted to give you a little breaking news. Today will be the first time in probably 10 years that I'll be spending more than $14 on a haircut. I, um, I, You know what? I need to up my game a little bit. I know that you have the you know, the the spotlight on you. You have to bring something to this show, but I'm going to remove that from you as well mm-hmm. when I outshine you with my $36 due. Uh, that will wow. be coming up on tomorrow's podcast. Yeah, I'm doubling up. You know, I'm doubling up. It's really, I think it's about time. I'm about to turn 38, starting to get adult haircuts. Um, you have fantasy football questions you need to answer before your draft. Don't miss Locked on Fantasy Live on Wednesday, August 18th at 9 p.m. Eastern. Streaming on the Locked on NFL YouTube page. Subscribe now so you don't miss it. Our stable of fantasy experts will answer your questions live or submit them ahead of time at Locked on Network on Twitter. We've got a jam show, all joking aside today. Peter Schrager from Good Morning Football is going to join us. He's kind of been um, a mouthpiece for the Arizona Cardinals from a national perspective. And uh, Bo has mentioned multiple times on this show that he's nailed the last three draft picks for the first round for the Arizona Cardinals, uh, including the Josh Rosen trade-up. Bo, are you excited to talk to him? We did record it yesterday. So, I mean, let's let's just do it now. Let's just say it now. How exciting was it to talk to him yesterday? As you just sabotage the uh, theater of the mind that we're trying to create here. We're going to be wearing different clothes, obviously. Well, we have wardrobe changes here with our new YouTube channel. Please subscribe. (laughs) Yeah, uh, Shregs is great. And the fact that he came on just to spite Ian Rappaport makes it even better. Like, he saw a tweet where you were praising Ian Rappaport. He was like, "Mm, no, no, no. No, no, no. I need need to get on the show. And he was just waiting for the invite eagerly waiting by his phone and he got back to you immediately and he said hey i can do monday and you and i fired up the mics and uh, got some incredible insight from peter schrager of course good morning football and uh it's interesting what he's going to tell us about cliff kingsbury because there are so many cliff kingsbury doubters out there uh it's interesting to hear somebody kind of in k2's corner it's also interesting to hear his take on zaven collins and the decision to anoint him starter week one and uh some other tidbits like we we revisit the yes. infamous cliff kingsbury sean mcveigh instagram model um sideline pass saga yeah. we can't yeah. wait to, because it was peter schrager's uh podcast with sean mcveigh where that was that was kind of uh, unveiled so we'll, we'll get some more insight about how that went down it's a it's a fun it's a really fun interview and uh, actually and I agree with you I don't know if you you might have said this on on social media at Clancy's Corner but it was one of the more fun interviews we've ever done in our careers yeah and that's twenty years combined pretty much twenty one years for Bo and myself follow him at Bob Rack follow me at Clancy's Corner follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards as Bo mentioned please go to the Locked On Cardinals YouTube channel hit the like subscribe uh, we're over five hundred in under two months. Uh, hoping to get to a thousand by early season, uh, and there's a competition. Schrager brought it up. He's like, "Listen, let's just see how many views you get on YouTube from from my interview and from Rap Sheets." Um, it's going to be very interesting. Now, there's a couple little P's and Q's we need to mind before that. Um, one positive, one not so positive. 
Let's start with the positive. Marco Wilson, according to Pro Football Focus, was the sixth highest rated rookie through week one of the preseason. And again, we know it's preseason, okay? You can drop in our comments, hey, it's preseason, it doesn't matter. Should we just close our eyes and not watch? There's no guarantee that these guys are going to make the roster. They crap to bed. We'll talk about one of them in the second segment. Marco Wilson, aside from giving up the fourth and long a conversion, let, the dude balled out. And sure was against twos and threes, but you know what? He's a two right now. He's a borderline three. He was a fourth-round pick. He wasn't a blue-chip first-round pick. So the fact that what we saw from the apple of Bo's eye being the president of Marco Wilson's fan club, it was it was just good to get the recognition. Like, Bo went down the pro football focus numbers yesterday. Uh, Christian Kirk had the highest right, but it was predicated upon one long catch. And Marco Wilson, 83, solid pro football focus rating, good for sixth among all rookies through week one of the preseason. Yeah, and I think only uh, there was a first-round cornerback that was ahead of Marco Wilson in his position, and it was uh, it was, it was was Patrick Sertain who had a pick six, right? Yeah. And yep. um, look, if he's in that conversation, if he's if that's the he, – he's moved him. So he was a fourth-round pick that the Arizona Cardinals traded up for with the Baltimore Ravens. He was a fourth-round pick, but you see the skill set. You see the absurd 43-and-a-half-inch vertical – you see the sub 4440 and you see just all all the things that you want from your cornerback but everybody was kind of concerned about what was between the ears with Marco Wilson and the opportunity and it's not Byron Murphy throwing him to the flames his rookie season week 1 he's a starter opposite Tremaine Brock and and it's just it's going to be it's tough sledding from there no this is Marco Wilson who's in a very ideal situation where there's competition, not only in his own rookie class, but also he's going to be put in a spot to be successful because he doesn't have to contribute right away. He doesn't have the pressures of being CB1 or CB2. He can just go in there and he can just kind of survey and, and, and know what his assignment is and do that assignment. And uh, I thought Marco Wilson was great when he joined us. That's a YouTube yeah. video that you absolutely have to check out because he says all the right things and you saw that put into motion that he's not only talking the talk, he's walking the walk. And uh, yeah. check that out. Marco Wilson says, I'm just here to learn. And you can tell he's already learning from Malcolm Butler. He's probably learning from Byron Murphy. And he's learning from VJ, Vance Joseph, the defensive coordinator. Yeah, uh, and you're right. You hit it where it's like, you know what? He doesn't have to be cornerback one. And that's yeah. that's a beautiful thing to wait off because you know one of his teammates before he joined the team didn't cheat and get suspended. Uh, <laughs> luckily, he's no longer part of the roster, so we don't have to worry about that during the offseason. Um, Marco Wilson... Will he's in an interesting situation because they're going to need him to produce, but it's never going to be his fault if he doesn't. Like like we see with Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, just an unfair expectation of a quarterback in their first year or two, where you know that's the that's the um, the ceiling that's that they shattered through the glass on. Same kind of thing from uh, Marshawn Lattimore and. Jalen Ramsey, where these guys just roll in and their CB1's pretty much week five. And that's not that, that's not an expectation that a lot of guys can fulfill coming out of college, not let alone a fourth-round pick. So, yeah, he's exactly where he's supposed to be. Van Joseph has shown that he's still a brilliant defensive mind, and hopefully right. he'll be he'll have the opportunities to have some opportunities to stay on the field and get and he's some not, snaps. He's not going to be going against Tyler Lockett. He's not going to be going against DK Metcalf. He's not going to be going against Brandon Ayuk. Or Debo Samuel, he's probably going to go against you know the third wide receiver. Might have to you know uh, 
match up with a tight end. But when you look at it, 6'1", 190, you know, the skill set that I just I laid out a few moments ago, I mean, that's a tall task for a third or fourth wide receiver on any roster, especially in the NFC West. Like, you know that they're pretty top-heavy. And a guy like Marco Wilson, I like his chances. It's a very favorable matchup for the Cardinals. Alex Clancy, Bulbrog, Locked On Cardinals. We will start previewing Kansas City coming up tomorrow. Um, Peter Schrager coming up in the final segment. You do not want to miss that. We're going to do a quick segment here because, unfortunately, the Josh Rosen for a second-round pick result that could have been Terry McLaurin, could have been DK Metcalf, may not make the roster coming up in 2021. Alex Nancy Borbach, Locked on Cardinals. We'll dive into that next segment quickly. First, uh, betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to snag all your sports action. Okay, The NFL is coming up soon, less than a month. All the odds, everything, betonline.ag. All the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs. So before the next hike, the next pitch, whatever, go to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out the great sporting news, as I mentioned, sign-up bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Go to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code Locked On. Go to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Alex Clancy, Bullbrock, Locked On Cardinals. Andy Isabella, man, I remember exactly where I was when the Cardinals drafted him. I was at work at the former restaurant I used to work at. It's like, cool. That was when people thought that DK Metcalf couldn't do anything besides run straight. Do you remember yeah. that at the combine? Oh, he's a oh, robot. Yeah. You know, he's a specimen. He has too little body fat. It's like, shut the hell up. <laughs> look at what, look at his, I mean, he, he's an Adonis. And all he did was produce his whole college career. And then you see Andy Isabella at a UMass, led the nation in receiving. Cool. And now is a healthy scratch. Again, well, I mean, he had, he was in COVID protocol. I mean, to his credit, um, but Bo, imagine being able, if you're Steve Kime, to turn Josh Rosen not only into a top-round pick, but turning that top-round pick into DK Metcalf. Imagine what he would have – He, you know what? I would have just thought you'd be like, you know what? Just give it to him forever. I'll, I'll, right. I'll quit bitching. I'll quit bitching. But now you just have to rest your laurels on the fact that they got a pick for Josh Rosen. It just happened to be a guy that may not be on the roster in 2021 – I mean, definitely seemingly at this point, not 2022. Yeah, it could be somebody else's trivia question, some other team's trivia question, like if any Isabella finally figures it out, which I'm very skeptical about. Yeah. Is uh, they, It's like, oh, you know, what pick, you know, he was traded for Josh Rosen, and that's where he was selected in the second round. But I've, I'm, I'm, I doubt that's going to happen. It's This is not, you know, when we had Bryant McFadden on the show and we found out uh, just through looking back at his transaction history, he was traded for the pick that was Antonio Brown for six-rounder. He didn't miss on a six-rounder. He missed on a second-round pick, which it sucks. And especially with who you mentioned was on the board at the time, Scary Terry and, and DK Metcalf. Deontay and, Johnson, too, who's had a, who's had a good yeah. year, a good career it, so far. It's it's just, it's it's really unfortunate for the Arizona Cardinals. And it's... It's really unfortunate for Andy Isabella not to be able to get out there. And I don't know, maybe he might benefit from not being able to play. Like he might, I mean, if he goes out there and he does what Keyshawn Johnson did the other day, where he runs, you know, 30 routes and he gets targeted once and he has one catch, like that's not what you're looking for, especially against a bad Dallas Cowboys defense secondary. It's like uh, maybe he might benefit from the unknown 
he might benefit. Like we've seen, um, we've seen other Arizona Cardinals. Like I think at this point last year, we were talking about Hassan Reddick, maybe being. You know, we were actually talking about Hassan Reddick being on the chopping block. The team kind of found the role that they felt like, okay, this is your last shot. Do they already have that in mind for Andy Isabella? And it doesn't matter what if, if he dresses for game one and two, or maybe not even three. You know, have have they made their mind? You know, there's there's the multiple reports out there, uh, you know, saying that he has a roster spot. I, I don't know. I you, Steve Kime probably is going to dig in on this one and say I'm going to make this work no matter what, and we'll see what happens with um, with Andy Isabella. I just have zero confidence. You know, it, it's not the same as as Hassan Reddick is in in the sense that Hassan Reddick at least flashed here and there. We've seen three plays from Andy Isabella in in two seasons. I, I mean, it's easy to say now that with Hassan Reddick in my, I mean, like he didn't do he didn't do a whole lot, Bo, before last year. They were talking about cutting him in his third season. Okay, so I, I agree with you. Andy Isabella showed flashes. He had the big touchdown on a Thursday night. Um, but yeah, you know, sometimes it's just not meant to be. I'm sure that he'll find a spot somewhere else with an offense that suits him better, hopefully. I mean, you wish you don't wish ill will on people whatsoever. Alex Clancy, Ball Rock, Locked on Cardinals. Shrags, 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 Shrags. Peter Schrager from Good Morning Football is going to join us next. The great white whale. I call him out in the beginning of the in the beginning of it. I've been trying to get him. I mean, you know, it's uh, and he gives a very interesting explanation, a very smart explanation for why he doesn't do a whole lot of hits uh, with with uh, uh, with media from different outlets. Alex Lancy, Bob Rock, Locked On Cardinals, Peter Schrager from Good Morning Football, uh, next here on Locked On Cardinals. But first, Rock Auto, RockAuto.com, um, family-owned business. They've been online twenty years. I've got my order pending from Rock Auto tail lamps. Um, I need a couple other things for the inside of my car. Saves me a trip. We had this it, upwards of 80 mile an hour winds, tornado warnings in Phoenix last night because, you know, global warming is not a thing. And it was uh, nice that I could just do stuff from the comfort of my own home. RockAuto.com, the prices are reliably low. They don't upcharge you for not being a manufacturer, which is nice. So whether it's for your daily driver, your weekend convertible, whatever, RockAuto.com has got you covered. Go to RockAuto.com, write Locked On in there. How did you hear about his box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, RockAuto.com. And Bo, we've got a, a new-ish sponsor here yeah. from the Locked On Podcast Network, Locked On Cardinals. Who is it? It's uh, actually Stat Hero. And you're like, what is, what is Stat Hero? Is it a nerd thing? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but it's also a huge opportunity for you. Did you know that 85% of people who do daily fantasy sports, they lose? They're big, fat losers. The game is rigged against you because you're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts in there who want to make it their day job. And you're, that's who you're going up against. And you don't have enough tools to really stand a chance. Introducing Stat Hero. These nerds have the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control of in winning within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. And you have it's you versus the house. It's head-to-head fantasy matchup. You name the stakes, winner take all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else does that. You don't know what you're going up against on most daily fantasy sports sites, but Stat Hero, you do. You take total control. Stat Hero is the DFS the way it's meant to be. One-on-one. 
Play Stat Hero now. Change the odds. It's like me on Throwdown Thursday. I just have to beat an easy opponent, Alex Clancy. This is you in Stat Hero. StatHero.com slash lockdown. Sign up for free. And right now, you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to StatHero.com slash lockdown. StatHero.com slash lockdown. All right, final segment, Locked on Cardinals, Alex Clancy, Bo Brock. Thank you to everybody who follows, tweets, responds, uh, is now following, subscribing on YouTube. Things are blowing up pretty quickly, and I think a lot of it has to do with Bo's hair. We talk about it a lot, and it actually looks fantastic today. Um, let's bring him on, Bo. Pre Peter Schrager, uh, he's been, full disclosure, Bo and I have been in the radio industry for 10 years about each. Um I've tried about 20 times to get this. Dude. No, no BS. I've been trying about 20 times. Um, he is an outlet for the Arizona Cardinals, which is not really a team that has a lot of outlets in, in, in national media. presence. You see him on good morning football with the whole crew. Shrek's thanks for joining us, man. Appreciate it. Guys. I appreciate it. I don't, wasn't being rude. I don't do a lot of media because I feel like I'm on air for three hours and yeah. I'm talking my ass off. I do, uh, do Coward's show because I'm with Fox, and then I'll do Bill Simmons's show. And then I feel like I start repeating myself, and it's the same. But when I saw – because, Alex, I started following you, I think, recently when I was at Cardinals camp, and you retweeted something I said, and I saw you guys tweeting about how great a guest Ian Rappaport is. I'm competitive. <laughs> Ian's a colleague. I really like Ian. I'm like, no, 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 no. If these guys ask me, I'm going to blow Ian out of the water. So I'm here <laughs> out of competitive nature, but I'm appreciative of your words. And – uh, Bo, Alex, thanks for having me on. Yeah, Ian who? I mean, exactly. I don't even know who you're talking about exactly. at this point. So, Shregs, it's been an interesting offseason. Putting the DeAndre Hopkins trade last year to kind of like a boring offseason uh, with J.J. Watt, Rodney Hudson, etc., A.J. Green. How would you grade their offseason? You get the feeling that they know what time it is. And it's not just Cliff. It's the front office, too, that this was – they weren't messing around. NFC West is loaded. It's it's time to no longer be the up and coming team, the upstart team. It's let's go blow to blow with these guys. And I thought Kime didn't just bring in JJ and Rodney Hudson, but then the AJ Green move. And then I I was at that practice and I've gotten um, some tweets from Cardinals fans being like, "What do you mean you didn't know we had these guys?" But like I don't follow every. But like I'm watching. Like is that Matt Prater? I'm like, what's up, Matt? Like I I didn't realize Matt Prater was brought in. Who is? an upgrade from Zane Gonzalez and is a veteran kicker. And then I was, is that, who's 20? Is that, is that Malcolm Butler? Like, yes, it's Malcolm Butler. He's an Arizona Cardinal now. I didn't remember that. That was a signing that went under the radar. But even Colt McCoy is a big move because you think about what Colt brings to that quarterback's room, which wasn't there last, last year. So I'm going to say on paper, it's an A, but here we are and it's mid-August and like I haven't seen much out of J.J. Watt and it's mid-August and it's like, is A.J. Green really as good as everyone says he is? Well, he's been a good in practice, but we'll see. So on paper, of course, but as I uh, been through this before with Washington when they brought in all those old veterans and it was like, all right, look at this Bruce Smith and Dion and look at all these guys. I hope it's not that and I hope it's not Emmett Smith in a Cardinals jersey or you know some of the other guys that have been through this building in recent years. I I got to think that it was a uh imperative or it was a priority and it was a very deliberate of Steve Kime to go out and get these veteran leaders. That's what's going to get them over the hump and I think they believe they have that in the building. Yeah, you're giving me uh PTSD. I I grew up in DC watching those teams. The old ball coach was the the head coach the back. Scarier, sure. 
but you can't win playing Madden football. We, we've seen that, and I, and I agree with that. A lot of people are critical of the head coach. Cliff Kingsbury's entering his third season with the Arizona Cardinals. Some people say that he's the reason they're reluctant to pick them to finish higher in the NFC West. What do you think about Cliff Kingsbury, the head coach, the NFL uh, level? I'm a big proponent of Cliff at the NFL level, but his his speed is different than other coaches. His approach is different than other coaches. It's very player-friendly. Now, no one crosses him, but he knows if if Larry needed a day, like you'll give Larry a day. If JJ needs a day, or if Hop isn't necessarily going 100%, it's not going to be Cliff lighting a fire and screaming him and, and chewing him out in front of the team. It's a different approach. So it's easy for us in the media to be like, well, look, he likes cell phone breaks and he treats the players as equals. That'll never work in a Belichickian world. Truth of the matter is the players really like him. They really respect him. Um, I had a chance to speak with one veteran uh, quite recently, and he's like, what a breath of fresh air it is to, to have a coach like this. So they want to win for him. Now, does he have the X's and O's and all that? I think so on offense. I feel like Kyler's made the leap in year two and will make it again in three, and they've got a great offensive approach. And I think he trusts Vance Joseph to run the defense. So I am a Cliff fan. Um, all my biases are real. I've, I've gotten to know him quite well over the last decade, going back to his Texas Tech years, and he and I have always kept in touch. Nothing more than just professional stuff, but he's always shown me a lot of respect, and I always love my conversations with him. So I think Cliff is uh, is here to stay. I really do. And I, I know that it's a pressure-packed year this year, and I think that that doesn't just come from the media. That comes internally. They know what time it is, and I think Cliff is no stranger to this. He's been at the uh, Crucible before, and I feel like he's going to answer the bell. Alex Lancey Bobrog, Locked On Cardinals. Great guest we have on Peter Schrager at P Schrags on Twitter. So another touchy point that Bo and I have argued uh, with over the course of the last couple months now is the the draft of Zayvon Collins. Um, he's looked great so far in camp and in the preseason. Um, Steve Kimes' decision to say, you know what, Zayvon, you're our week one starter four months before the season starts. When you yeah. saw this, it's got a little more run recently. Do you think that that, was the intent all along targeting uh, the big man out of Tulsa to be like, he's going to be our week one starter. Look, you're not drafting a linebacker in the top 20 and he's and to play the bench. Like it's time. And I know you say, well, what about Isaiah Simmons? I don't even know if they knew what Isaiah Simmons was when he walked in the building last year, but he started picking it up a little bit towards the end and he's in a much better place this year from what I'm told. Um, but to start two rookie and a rookie and a second year guy at, inside linebacker and then those and like the numbers are crazy so it's nine and 25 and they're flying all over the field two of them um a lot of pressure on both those guys right away i think almost more pressure on isaiah simmons than Zayvon collins because isaiah simmons was a top 10 pick and last year was a mulligan of a year pretty much and it's like all right you don't get two of those um Zavin, they're excited about i got to go to practice i'm standing on the sideline and you look at the specimen i mean this guy is a beast um I couldn't tell you about the football IQ. I couldn't tell you about the awareness, but from all things I hear, he's the guy calling out a lot of the things in practice and is going to make himself heard. So uh, I believe he was valedictorian of his high school. I believe he was a 4-0 student. Like I know he had some stuff off the field this year, and I'm sure he regrets all that stuff. But uh, as far as IQ and intelligence goes, uh, this guy's got it. And then physical assessment, he's got it. I know he was a top 20 prospect on a lot of boards, but I'll be honest, guys, even I was surprised they took him 16th overall, especially with the way that they wanted to surround Kyler with all these weapons, with all the running backs and wide receivers that were still on the board. Might not have been my pick, but uh, Steve Kimes got a better record than I do as a GM. Might not have been your pick, but you're three for your last three, dating back to even the Josh Rosen trade-up if you uh, <laughs> received as far as Peter Schrager and his mock draft. 
as far as the Arizona Cardinals go. So, you know, you think with the idea that Rondell Moore or a playmaker, the type or the caliber of Moore being there in the second round made it easier for him to tab Zayvon Collins 16th overall? I think you're spot on, Bo. I think when you look at what was going to be available, whether it be Elijah Moore who went to the Jets, whether it be Rondell Moore who went to the Cardinals, or whether it goes to any of these running backs that all fell to the second and third rounds, I knew that the Cardinals wanted a skill position guy. I knew he was going to be wide receiver or running back. And what you get in Rondale is kind of both. Like, I don't know how they're going to use him necessarily. And I'm not sure there's a comp. Um, not a tall player, not a particularly big player, yet a strong player. He's one of these guys that does all the deadlifts and the squats and is a physical specimen. But everyone could go back to that year when he was a freshman at Purdue and he absolutely dominated Ohio State in that game. And that's what you're going to point to. But I know that in practice he has turned heads and he's wearing that old 85, the Rod Tidwell, Rob Moore jersey. And it's like, all right, who's 85? He pops. Um, and I think that the pick of Zavin was like, all right, we know this guy's going to be a starter for us. If all things go well, he's a starter for five to 10 years. And then we know in the second round, one of these skill position guys is going to be there. And as I say this, my computer's at 1%. Let me plug in my charger <laughs> real quick and so I don't lose you guys. <laughs> We're joined by Peter Schrager right now. Good morning, football. Plug it in. This is what you get with uh, – you don't get it often, Alex, with live podcasts. Is uh, Peter Schrager having to plug in so he doesn't just have his PC die on us. He's plugged in in two ways, as you can <laughs> mention. I'm plugged um, in. I'm back. Sorry. <laughs> do you know how many carbs Cliff Kingsbury eats in a week? No. Um, that's always something I wanted on me. He's he's felt like. No. What is his? What is his? Is he one of those health freaks? I'm not sure. Is he? I just I know feel- that he rolls out the fruit baskets for guys during training camp, which which got him endeared to everybody immediately during their first training camp. Let's let's pivot to this. So there was a story, and I want to get just a little insight from you you do a podcast with sean mcfay can you tell me and everybody else who hasn't heard this story because we like that fun on this podcast too it's not all it's not all football here yeah yeah. cliff kingsbury instagram model Mm -hmm. field pass sean Mm -hmm. mcfay all right podcast is called flying coach and sean mcfay is the co-host it's just like uh it's me and sean like it's alex and bo on this one and what we did was we interviewed other NFL head coaches just during the offseason. Sean won't even talk to me now once the season starts. He shuts his phone off. He acts like I don't even exist. Um, but in the offseason, he's really nice to me. And we're co-hosts of this podcast. We're only doing it one year because he's like, all right, that was way too much work for my offseason for no money. Um, and Sean had Cliff on with me, and we're talking, and it's pretty straightforward the whole time. And then I had known this story, but I wanted to hear it from Cliff and I wanted to hear Sean's take on it too. So it's week 17. Both teams have been eliminated 2019 season. Okay. So week 17, take it back to Kyler's rookie year. Good year. Not going to the playoffs. Rams were eliminated week 16. Cliff and Sean go back quite a bit. And when Cliff was fired by Texas tech um, or they let go, whatever you want to call the term, Sean reached out and said, hey, why don't you come to the Rams and help me on this playoff push and be you know, a consultant, an assistant, just get a feel for the NFL. Cliff would ultimately take the USC offensive coordinator job and then get two interviews, one with the Jets, one with the Cardinals, and actually get offered the Cardinals job and went to be an NFL head coach. But he was forever appreciative of Sean reaching out and giving him that vote of confidence the day he got fired saying, hey, I got a spot for you if you need. Um, so their friendship goes back pretty deep. It's pretty real. Cliff sends Sean a text. I want to say the Sunday morning of the game. So the 
plan is already in the books. Everything is set for the NFL week 17 finale. Cliff feels pretty good and just says, Hey, um, can you do me a favor? And can you get me uh, a field pass for this game? Now, Sean is like, it's hours for the game <laughs> division rival. Um, and there had to be other places that Cliff could have gone with this one. But the truth of the matter was, it was the last game ever played in the LA Coliseum. So all of a sudden, this nothing game for both sides was the hardest ticket to get in LA because people have some sort of sentimentality towards the, the, the stadium. And you had like dignitaries and the Rams gave out all their season passes. And, you know, after Cliff went to other people, we're like, I, I got to get a field pass. Finally, Sean texts back and is like, dude, uh, yeah, I can I can ask, but like, what's going on? And Cliff basically says, there's this model I met on Instagram. I promised her I could get her on the field before the game. It's no big deal. It's nothing special. If you, ha if you can, great. If not, no, I won't even see this person. But yeah, I, just, I, I don't know what happened. I just kind of gave my word that I could. She's in LA. Um, let's just say that she was on the sidelines before the game. McVay made it happen. So they had a good chuckle about it. And I guess the reaction afterwards was like, he wasn't focused on the game. He said, literally, it was a text to Sean. Like, could you just do this? I don't want to deal with this anymore. And Sean was like, I got it. And that was that. But I could see where some would say that is not exactly the usual for a uh, NFL head coach moments before a football game. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely legendary story there from Peter Schrager, of course, flying coach the podcast, of course, follow him on Twitter at P Schrager's and watch him. Good morning football. You've got your breakout players list continuing all week on good morning football. You, you did 10 and nine TJ Hawkinson and AJ. Uh, I'm going to screw AJ Epineza. It's not your fault. He's not a household name. He's a bills <laughs> defensive player that everyone in Buffalo is telling me has been lighting up training camp. So what this, this, this segment is annual. I've been doing it. And I had Mahomes um, his second year before the MVP season. Everyone was like, wow, he was number one. I had Devin White as number one last year. And I pull all the coaches and GMs around the league and try to get a feel for who's going to be the guy. Not, you know, like a lot of people are like, whoa, I wonder if, uh, you know, you say the name. I wonder if Miles Sanders is going to be like, well, no, everyone knows Miles Sanders. Or I wonder if this is going to be, uh, you know, Chris Carson. No, it's going to be guys that aren't necessarily household names. So Hawkinson probably is, but AJ Epinesa isn't. And I do have an Arizona Cardinal slated in the next few days on Good Morning Football. And I'm not going to say who it is, but it's usually a first, second, or third year player. And it's a guy who's turning heads and lighting it up already that I have to get in here before everyone else does. Shregs, before we get you out of here, um, record prediction for the Cardinals 2021? Oh. I don't like to do this because I always am on these things in August. And, you know, if I'm saying they're 11 and six, I could assure you, I'm telling you, telling every other podcast, every team, they're 11 and six. It's very safe <laughs> to do that. It's, yeah. I think that, I think the Cardinals win nine to 11 games this year. Got it. Peter Schrager. That's where I'm at. Football. Dude, thank you so much for doing this. Really appreciate I it. I appreciate it. You guys have a good thing going and I've listened to your stuff before and I always appreciate when um, people do it right and they're working hard and you guys hustle and I appreciate that. Thanks, man. Don't tell Rap Sheet. Do not. Yeah. Rap sheets, he's one in one me. A. I ain't gonna I tell you see, who's who. I will check. You tell me the traffic on these two downloads. You tell me who beat two, and I'll <laughs> you got I'll it. let him know. All right. Thanks, Rager. Uh, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Locked on Cardinals.